podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13 through 20 this morning, um, but I wanted to just, uh, well, share a little something with you, if that's okay. It's funny how, certainly for me, you always think that things aren't going to change, you know, like things are fixed, and I think the younger you are, I remember as a, as a kid, it was like nothing's ever going to change. You know, those moments in life that are very passing, very transient. But as a kid, you think they're forever. Nothing's ever going to give um, or change in any way, shape or form. Um, This week just gone, sadly, my my mum's dad, so my granddad, passed away. Um, And that's sad. But that's life, isn't it? Uh, You know, it's tough. And I remember as a, as a kid being um, in his workshop, he was a carpenter by trade, um, and I remember being in his workshop, and I remember sort of having a play around with some of his tools and equipment, and he used to let me go on the fret saw, um, which is like a little saw that moves up and down with a table on it, and we used to make jigsaws and those sorts of things. And I, I remember that so vividly, and, and I cling to that because they were good times, and I, they excited me a lot. Um, and I guess really, I suppose, where my... Um, my passion for, for timber comes from um, is probably probably to do with, with granddad. Um, but as I sort of think of myself in those moments and I, I sort of, my eyes gaze around the workshop in awe and wonder at the tools and equipment that he'd got. I, as a kid, as I say, that, that was fixed. It was never going to change. It was absolute as far as my mind could tell. And then as you you grow up, obviously things start to change and you realize that actually the truth is that nothing in this world, nothing that this world has to offer is absolute and unchangeable. In fact, everything changes. In fact, we know full well, don't we, that we, we can cling to something so tightly and then a vote can change the whole system. And we never thought that would happen, yet it has. And, and also, there are so many things that happen on a day-to-day basis where everything seems to change. And really, the, the reality is that there's, everything's for a time. And I don't want to get um, ecclesiastical on you, although a great read, Ecclesiastes. Um, there's a time for everything. But, but if you're not careful, you, you find yourself in um, one of two camps. And, and there are more camps, and I'm sure you'll, you'll have more thoughts on this. But, but I find myself that there are sort of two camps that you can be in with reference to this change. One is fearful of everything because you know that it won't last. So you avoid reality. Fearful of everything because you know it won't last, so you avoid reality. That's the first camp. And then really the second camp is you cling so tightly to absolutely everything, even the things that don't bring joy. You're tracking with me there. You cling to everything absolutely so tightly because you know the reality is that at some point something's going to change. 
So you hold on as tight as you possibly can because you don't want it to change, even if it doesn't bring you any joy. And I appreciate that there are, I'm sure, uh, other categories and other camps. But on the most part, we'll fit into one of these two in, in some way or another as far as it goes with life. There are so many things that we can cling to that we think won't ever change. Relationships. Things won't ever change. And we hear the, the phrase so often, don't we? I'll always love you. And the reality of the world is it, it, it misses the point. Um, and then also, well, you know, my house, it, it, it'll never change. And then the weather brings what it brings and you're like, I thought it was certain. And then, you know, maybe your job. I've worked here all my life. It's never going to change. And the reality is a recession hits and things don't pick up. And then the job is no more. And then maybe, well, you know, the money that I've got and it's in the bank and that's never going to change. And if you banked in Iceland... <laughs> And then, well, maybe, you know, my family, that's never going to change. Steadfast and certain. And the reality is, well, actually, it does change. And sometimes that's really hard. And in a bubble of a denial, we can find ourselves saying it's never going to change. It's steadfast and certain. But we know really, don't we, that deep down inside, we're telling a lie to ourselves and we're sort of covering up the truth, smoothing over the cracks, because we, we don't want it to change. The reality is it's going to, but the longer I say that it's not going to, the less chance there is of it changing, like we have some control over it. Now, I'm, I'm here with good news, I promise. It's nice to have a reality check. You see, because I'm here with good news, because this morning, there is something that is forever. There is something that will last and will stand the test of time. That's not a new kitchen. That will eventually drop to pieces. Probably won't be very long. <laughs> it's not going to be this building. This won't last forever. It's stood a few years now and it'll probably stand for a few more, but it won't last forever. The chairs that you sat on They'll soon start to rust and corrode, and eventually they'll drop to pieces. It's none of those things, but there is something. And the writer of Hebrews, well, he, he pens this, and let me just read this to you. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 through 20. Um, when God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, anybody struggle with that? The waiting, I'm all right with. It's the patiently that's the problem. You know? <sighs> but after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. It says, men swear by someone greater than themselves, and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear, let me read that to you again. Because God wanted to make the unchanging the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. 
God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope, church, as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters through the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. Because he has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The writer expresses a hope of certainty that this world church cannot offer. This world cannot offer absolute certainties. They say there are two things that are absolutely certain, don't they? Death and taxes. (laughs) And the truth is, you can avoid one. And the other one, if my God returns, then I shall avoid that one too. You with me? Not when I say that one too, I'm not avoiding my taxes, church. (laughs) I'm an upholding citizen of the law. But you see, the the world says, well, they're the only two certainties. But I'm here to tell you this morning, they're not certain whatsoever. The absolute only certain thing that is absolute, that cannot be changed, is that we as Christians have a hope as an anchor for the soul which is firm and secure. It's unshakable, it's unchangeable, it cannot be moved. That's something that we are able to cling to. God makes a promise and it's always and forever. When God purposes a plan, it never fails. Don't you love that? There are so many times in my life where I purpose for something to be done and something comes up. And I can't complete what I wanted to do, so I have to put it back or I have to put it off or I have to completely change the plan because it's not going to work. When God purposes a plan, it never fails. He makes it happen. We worship a God who makes it happen. We worship a God whose plans and purposes are yes and amen. When he says it, when he speaks it, nothing can change that. You see, the reason that things change with us is because there's so many variables, aren't there? I say, I purpose this afternoon, I am going to spend time in my workshop. And my wife says, dream on. (laughs) I purpose it, she says no. And you see, there's so many variables on every single level of our life. There are so many variables, and we all know, don't we, that in the blink of an eye, everything can change. In the blink of an eye, everything can change. So I have to... I have to cling and put my hope somewhere that's steadfast and sure and certain. Because if I don't, I find myself going, there is no hope. There is no joy. There is no wow anymore. Because whenever we grow up, we start to realize that things do change. So I can't cling very tightly to anything. But the Bible says no. There is something that we can cling to. There is something. And you know, it's so unknown and it's so alien to this world. It's so very hard to grasp. We step into a cha- from a changeable, constantly ever-changing uh, area into something that is unchanging, unwavering, solid and certain. And the writer says this in verse 19, he says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. This hope we have as believers is of great encouragement. Why? Well, because it's an anchor for our soul. It's firm and secure. It cannot be budged. 
Nothing, not no one, I don't care who you are, how big you are, how tough you are, how ugly you are, it makes no difference to me. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are, how eloquent you are in your speech, you cannot change this. This is the word of God. It is purposed and breathed by him. It cannot be changed. So therefore, I can root and anchor myself in this, which is unchangeable. Amen? And that is where we need to be. As a ship's anchor holds it firm during the fiercest storm and changing weather and tides, so is our hope in him. It cannot be shaken. Oh, I might have a bad day. That I'm not arguing. But my hope is still steadfast and absolutely sure. You see, as the writer continues, he says that we can enter the holy place. You remember on the cross, the temple curtain was torn in two. It says it was rent in two. They were almost a foot thick, these curtains. They were meant to keep people out. We've talked about this before, where the priest would go in with a rope around his leg and a bell attached to the bottom of his clothing so that if he dropped dead in there, they could pull him out because nobody could go into the Holy of Holies. It was impossible during the Old Covenant. There was only the high priest who could enter the Holy of Holies. And now Jesus, who is our high priest in the order of Melchizedek, has opened up that curtain. That means me, me, would you believe? I can go into the Holy of Holies. I can go before God. And I can say, Abba, Father. I can say, Daddy. How staggering is that? That's the truth of the gospel. And you know what, church? That can't be changed. That cannot be moved. It cannot be shaken. It, we cannot in any way make it waver left or right. It is absolutely certain that because I've put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I can enter in that holy place and I can talk to the creator God and I can say, Dad, I've had a rough day. I'm going to need your help. And he can say, I'm here. Because of Jesus. Not because of anything I could do but because of him. And we have that same joy if we put our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. So in the storm, in the changing tides, in the calm, in the everyday, you know, the mundane, not the Monday, the mundane, I'm anchored to a promise. I'm anchored to a hope. I am firm and secure because that hope is unchangeable. It's immovable. It is solid and sure. And that church is completely out of this world. It is out of this world. It is something that is born in heaven. And because it's born in heaven in the perfect where God is, I can be absolutely So here, have this hope. So many in here might not get as excited as I have in the last 10 minutes. But no. And I would challenge you this morning to just ask the question into your heart. Am I certain of that hope? Am I certain of that hope? And, and when you... I am certain and I am sure. But, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't come back as, yeah, I get that, then come and see me. Come and talk to me. Don't allow this anybody else who you know who knows and loves the Lord to ask the question. It, when I ping, when I send the message, it comes back void. And I'm not certain. And I'm not sure. I want to be, but I don't know what it means. Come and see us. 
come and talk to us. Because my prayer is, our prayer as a church is when we ask that question, am I sure of the hope which I cling to? Am I absolutely certain that everything that I've understood is true and right and I get it? And one day I will see my saviour face to face. And there is a hope which I cling to which is absolute. The Bible tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That that's you. As much as it is me. As much as it is the person to the left and to the right of you. God has sent his son Jesus Christ for you. And he's saying this morning, I want you to have this hope that is steadfast and sure. I want you to know what it is to be in a position that's unshakable, that's unchangeable. That I am a child of God. I I want that for you. But you have to put your faith and your trust in him. You have to accept him as your own personal saviour. You see, church, it's total assurance. It's perfect hope. The world and all its treasures, church, cannot offer anything even remotely close. It cannot offer anything remotely close. But God has made available through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, perfect, perfect hope. And he says this, we have a hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. Let's pray. Father God, this morning, as we have just marveled at your word, we just pray, Lord God, that you might allow it to just sink into our hearts. Father, as our prayer is so often, that Lord, if there's anybody that doesn't yet know you as their own personal saviour, that Father, that they might ask the question this morning, that they might send away the question and it might not return void, but Father, it might return with a hope that's steadfast and sure. Lord, my prayer is this morning that if anybody doesn't know you, that they might put their faith and trust in you. Father, that your Holy Spirit might move and that lives might be changed. Father, our prayer as a church, everything that we do is centered around the gospel, about sharing life with people. And Lord, I pray that you might speak into hearts this morning, that your word might not go out and and, and find a void place, but that, Father, it might find a heart that's ready to listen. Father, it might find fertile ground. That, Father, that it might produce a crop. It might produce a harvest. Lord, I just pray that you would speak into lives this morning. Lord, as we worship together now, as we close, that you might bless it to us. That, Father, we might enjoy this time. We might just sing praise and worship to you. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' precious name. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.